Hello, and welcome back to the Rat's Nest Podcast. Today is a very special episode. I have a, a guest, Tom Davis of the Patch Podcast is joining me today. Hey, everyone. And uh, I think I'm going to be patching on his system. And then if you go check out the Patch Podcast, we'll be pat- Tom will be patching on my system. Module swap, that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. So... There's a morphogene in this system, so I think I'm going to start with that because I know what that is. I think I, I set to... that up just for you. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna. I think it's also interesting to hear what someone has in oh, their sampler. The, yeah. You know what I mean? Like my samples are probably big. Like the samples I used to use are probably very different than the ones you have. Yeah, probably. Loaded in. So let's uh, start exploring. that changes the reel so that like the the little circle that's got the different colors every time you move that knob on to the left of it is the reels i think we'll go with this just one hit shift and record or splice and record yeah there you go i believe that yep it's also pitched down, so it'll slow it down. Yep. You can also time. I don't know if you know. You can time stretch with it. Yeah. If you yeah. throw a clock you like into clock. the. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that sounds cool already. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's so you've, easy you've got to... the data bender, I see. Yes. You might have to uh, catch away. I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you may need a longer cable. They're all to the left. All right, and the data bender is like a glitchy. There's yeah, like I know there's yeah. freezing. There's like dropout stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a bit crush or something. Yes. So it's uh, if you turn the the mix knob up, it's the bottom left knob, and then it'll just start working some magic there. Um, so it's it's kind of like your uh, like data like artifacts and glitch effects and stuff. So it's got like CD artifacts and skipping. Yeah, like audio audio just destruction uh, effects like it's just like crackling and, and dropouts and then like bit rate reduction um, and actually if you hit the corrupt button it cycles through three different uh, modes it'll turn green yeah and then that's like a crackly audio setting and then the yellow is like uh, almost like an analog overdrive I like that so one it just starts, yes 
was actually in uh, one episode that's coming out. My uh, brother-in-law ran his guitar into the crystallizer in that pod, and then into the data bender, and then into everything else. I mean, the data bender alone just makes it sound awesome. Yeah, the data bender. That's like on my list of modules to get for sure. It's one of those ones where, like I said before, you just set it and forget it. Like you just kind of put the nozzle where you want to, and then just don't yeah. touch it the rest of the time. Like that sounds awesome right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to start modulating the morphogene a little bit. All right. Uh, the, the Clavis Twin Waves, uh, second to left last, is a VCO and LFO generator, I think, I believe. Channel 2 is already on a random voltage output for LFO. Yeah, it's nice. You can do VCO or LFO per channel. So you can have one, like, providing a voice, and you can run an LFO from the other one into it and quantize it wow. internally. And that's super cool. Scale. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, Clavis makes a lot of really good stuff. I have their Quadigy, too, which is their uh, envelope generator. That's pretty fun. Yep, that's the speed. And yeah, there's the attenuator by the... Uh, the gene placement. I can't remember what they call that. Gene size? Gene, the, no, not size. The, the uh, slide. Slide. That's yeah, what that's is. what yeah. I'm. That's what I'm modulating right yeah, now. Yeah, so it's just kind of buffer sliding through the sample, and then that'll reverse it. Yeah. And that already sounds cool. Databender and Morphogene are both on my <laughs> list. I, like I said, I had a, had a friend's Morphogene for a while, and I very much miss it. I mean, like that, the Databender, and like some modulation, maybe like a reverb or delay. I was going to say, like, easy right three-module challenge. Morphogene, yeah. Databender, and just some modulating source. Yeah, something to That's modulate. all you need. Gotta have that reverb, though. I would, like, not count that. And yeah, just be like, yeah. Just, just as, like, a post-production thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I could run this through some reverb. I've got the Mimeophone and the, well, right now it's the, the Electus Versio, but that's very similar. Which one is the Electus Versio? It's like a clocked version of the Dismodus, kind of. It's it's still reverb. It reminds me a lot of the Mimeophone, actually, where you can kind of, there's like a, a smearing or like a, similar to the Halo on the Mimeophone. You want to hook you, it up? Yeah. All right, yeah, let's listen to it. All right. I have the, there's more of those red super long cables there. That oh, yes. Possibly reach. Well, I think if we, this one might reach. And then we just oh. plug that. Right oh, right into the, into the, um, this notice. Right now I've got the density and the size all the way up. Pretty much all the controls are pretty much the same actually on the two, which is why I'm like I swap between them kind of. Okay. Um, I think I'm in the distortion mode or the show mode. Looks like you're in the first the first mode. Oh, there you so it has a shimmer mode. See, my Imitor has like a shimmer mode as well. I think most of the delays and reverbs do. Yeah, they have. I like the shimmer mode, especially yeah. on the Dismodus, but the Electus one is cool too. You get kind of a more pitch shifting delay kind of yeah. effect. 
See, this already sounds cool with the with the reverb. If you turn it all the way, like, clockwise, yeah. it'll sidechain the incoming audio. Or yep. the incoming audio will sidechain the reverb, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. the Amator does that, too. I wonder if that's, like, all the effects they do that with their uh I think most of them feedback. do. I okay. think most of them do. I have not uploaded any of the firmware yet onto mine. I'm like, <laughs> I need to get a second one because I'm afraid to do it, and I, like, want to keep that delay because I really like it. But I've seen the other the other effects and heard them. Even, like, the, was it the Ruina Versio? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, damn, it's a really nice distortion. It's really nice distortion. Um, yeah, I just started doing like I've had the Dismodus for a while, and I just started playing with that with the alternate firmware. Yeah, it's, it's been very fun. Is it easy to update? It's like, very, it's quite easy. Yeah, okay. uh, it was not too hard. I haven't even done it with my PAMs yet because like you have to get like a bootloader and you have to get a special USB cable to do uh, it. You can't get, you have to get the chart or the data one, not the charging cables for it. Uh, yeah, right, and right. so it's like I just haven't, and I want it because it's got all the quantized. Uh, um, slope uh, random voltages and everything and all the all the cool new modulation stuff in it right yeah it's, just, it's always like something different for each manufacturer like. yeah the noise engineering one's not too bad you just yeah. go on their like online portal you hook the module up with like a USB it's um, like mini right or? yeah mini USB yeah. the one that does, isn't reversible right right right, right. yeah yeah and then C is the reversible. Oh, that's right. Yeah, think, yeah, okay. I think it's just mini, you might, you might be right, yeah, yeah. or micro or USB. I, I can't remember, yeah. Um, yeah, you just hook that up. Um, there's a couple of little steps, because mine wasn't working right, but I think I think it might work better on, like, a Mac or something, maybe. <laughs> I, I, used, I used my PC. Probably. Usually but, does. Uh, it, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't too difficult, actually. Okay, that's cool. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's the one, like, that's the one grievance I have about, like, modular is the format compatibility issues and some stuff where it's, like, like, dope for modules. I have one, I have the Theremin one, and it's, like, it doesn't have, no, actually, you know what? I think it finally did have key headers on it, so you don't have to, like, so you won't reverse it. Because oh, a lot right. of dope for is, like, notorious for not labeling things. You're, like, having the, yeah. the, um, their cables, their power cables don't have, like, the key headers, so you can't, like, you can just put them either way, mm -hmm. so you can, like, red stripe up and burn out your module if you're not paying attention. Which, I mean, it's, like, on whoever does it, because they should be making sure, but still, it's, like, if there's, if there's something you out to keep you from burning up your system, then put it you, on your yeah. cable, so. You want to make it foolproof. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just things like that are, like, upload, like, the bootloaders and stuff, and it's, like, some of them you can just put an audio cable into, like, the Volt Per Octave input, and it updates the system, other ones yeah. you have to... Yeah. I, I remember the Morphogene was something like that. You had, the, like... That one's, you, you upload all onto an SD card, and then when you, oh, really? when you put it back in, you hit select, and it'll upload it onto Morphogene, and you can, uh, like, go okay. in... It's, I know it's you can change the pain, settings but it's, on the yeah, SD card. It's not too hard, but it is like you have to go in and program it and like change the script in there. But the it's just if you want different things to happen, like they have, yeah, which I really need to the, do. The morph, you can like have it do certain 
like octaves when it goes exactly, up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. the one that goes like different octaves and stuff. I haven't messed with it yet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. For I think I did like I smooth grains on it or smooth like um, jean sizes so it doesn't oh, like click when it like repeats and stuff. Um, and something with like the sound on sound, I can't remember exactly what it is. It was like, like two years ago I messed with it. So I haven't really had a need to like change it. it sounds so good. I'm gonna start messing with yes, Pam's is another module I have not really touched before, oh, but no. I'm gonna get some okay. some LFO or something from that okay. for maybe the data bender or more stuff on the And don't forget the gristleizer is also technically an LFO. Gristleizer, right? Yeah. Well this whole thing, but it's the Yeah, the one with the flashing lightning bolt is the generator. I might as well use that. It's close enough. Or close to the module. Now, do you have any of the crystallizer modules, or...? Oh, okay. I thought I heard one of the episodes you were using one, or... Maybe I misheard it for something else. Yeah, they're all they're all waveforms. Yeah, the fold one is like a folding waveform. The top top left knob is, yeah, the great. Now what are you modulating? It's the brake knob, which is like the like C audio dropouts and things. It's hard to tell when you're doing stuff on it because it's always it's just like, is it more or less glitchy now when I turn this? Right. Down? Yeah. It's hard to. Catch what it's doing exactly <laughs> for sure. Know. It's like, all right, I mean, it still sounds good. So yeah, sure. I'm, like, I'm gonna keep modulating some things. I'm gonna modulate the gene size next. I think. Oh, great. <laughs> Sounds like my MRI scan. Have you ever sat through an MRI scan? I, I have not. But. People like talk about it. They're like, yeah, I mean, they are loud. They are loud machines. And it's crazy because like people people talk about like it's like a loud clunking noise or something, but it just sounds like they're sending like a really loud fax yeah. right above <laughs> you. Because you're in like a tube and you can't move. They put a like plastic cage over your face. And so you're just sitting there with this hole in it, and like the the roof is like like a foot away from your face, as you're just getting like blasted with all this, you know, all this uh, electromagnetic, yeah, electromagnetic waves. energy, yeah. And then it's just going, yeah. like making noise like <laughs> this, but to like at like you know, ear bleeding levels. I was fine with it though. It's like, eh, I listen to worse stuff than this, so it doesn't really just affect record me. a harsh noise album in there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe try changing the sample in the reel, the bottom uh, right knob. 
There you go. Yeah, that'll change the like the splices, which I usually do. I'll set it up where I'll have it. Um, it'll send a a gate to the play and the splice, and then I'll do that in like live or something, and I'll have a sample, and I'll set those at the beginning and the end, and then when you hit play, it'll trigger the sample and the splice uh, CV inputs. Right. So it'll start recording the loop, and then when it ends in, in live, it'll hit it again, and it'll cut it off. Oh, so you nice. just get clean splices of everything. Nice. I would say for like a phrase sampler, it's an okay option, but it's more like, um, it's more for like, like old school tape uh, manipulation and stuff like that. Like I've seen people like beat match and, and like chop up breaks and stuff in it, but that's a lot to figure out how to do. Yeah, I, I always used it like a experimental like yeah. tape. Some granular machine, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> you could do like, cool beat-based stuff with this. And I, I, you know, I attempted it a few times, but I think I was definitely more on the, ah, yes, weird yeah. soundscapes. You please. have to really, like, chop it finely and, like, get it synced up. Yeah. Like, each beat has to be a splice. And, you, and you could do that in the computer, like, yeah. I feel like pretty easily, but, like, as far as in the modular, I was like... Well, you can, like, preload reels and stuff, but for right, some reason yeah. it never works for me. I don't know. Like, I just haven't really, like, sat down and tried getting the reels to, like, load properly in it. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure you could, like, build... Because I think you can go in, like, um, Audacity or something and do, like, the loot points or something. You can add I, points I think it's Reaper, it. actually. Reaper will which do is, it, yes. Yeah, I'm use, I use Reaper to record. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I like Reaper. It's cheap, and it does everything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything. It's still a tracker, right? Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a... You know, it's a digital audio workstation like everything else. Yeah. It does MIDI. It does VSTs. It does... Uh, you can edit, like... Uh, audio to video like you know it's it oh, kind of like live does too yeah 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 it's, um, whatever yeah. it's better than like because lives is like it i haven't used it in 10 or 11 but i know back in the day i tried like importing mov movies and it just bogged it down and mm -hmm. yeah i, mean, I don't really use weird. live enough I, I i don't actually know how it is for video stuff hmm. uh, but yeah i would i, I do recommend yep trackers are they seem fun i've never messed with one they seem like <laughs> a lot to learn but Yeah, if you hold down the knob, like if you press, if it's, uh, if you turn it, if you turn it so it shows the BPM, actually you might have to hold it down again to get out of that, yeah. If you go to the BPM part, and then you just turn it, like once it goes to like channel one, it'll just show like 120, I think was the BPM, and you hold it down, and then go to, I was going to say you can reset the whole thing so it's all clean slate, but... When it says 120, if you hold it down, you can uh, reset it. You just gotta turn the knob till it goes to reset, and then you click it, and it'll say yes or no. Yeah, and if you wanna change the BPM, you just, you just click the knob once, and then you can turn it, and it'll change the BPM. 
Now, these only do positive, I think zero to positive voltages. So if you want it to go backwards, let's say use the attenuators I have, or the attenuverters at the top on the 1U rail. Oh, okay, there you go. Oh, so it just cycles through everything. If you want to slow that down, just click it and then you can turn it uh, counterclockwise. Oh no, you can actually do it per channel. Like it'll do a division of the time. So if you go back to where it says one, one, one slash one, and if you just click it once and then you can slow it down. It has divisions and multiplications. There you go. Yeah, so I'm just getting a sign from Pam's, and that's moving through our splices now. All right, hearing some cool stuff. So if we just listen to this without the data bender. Next time. So that's without the data bender, and if you want to turn the blend down on the focus, I'm just curious. Like what we have without effects now. Let me turn the data bender back up. Give it a little bit of... Maybe turn the regen down a little bit down there. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I love about the data vendor, man. It just yeah. it comes up with so many cool little loops. And then if I just hit freeze, it freezes it, right? Mm -hmm. You actually send a clock to the freeze, too. Oh, let me do that. Okay. Oh, the crystallizer? If you say, yeah, if you send a pulse out, I believe it's the... Yeah, now we're getting some freezing happening intermittently, thanks to the crystallizer, you said? Uh, yes, the generator. Uh, module from the Gristalizer. Gotcha. Gristalizer is the company. No, it's Future or... Sound System did the company, but they, uh, they partnered okay. up with um, Chris Carter of Throbbing Gristle. Because ah. he's the one that developed the Gristalizer. Yep, yep, so yep. I, have, I have all of his Gristalizer modules, because I'm a huge Throbbing Gristle fan. Um, and I also have the TG1, which is the um, tip top one or the tip top one sample player, but it's mm -hmm. he he designed it. So if you oh. get the box, it's the tip top audio box, but it has um, the artwork from 20 jazz funk greats from Robin Gristle, oh, like yeah. them stay in the field and all their 70s clothes That's and shit. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's all loaded with like samples that he's made and stuff, so much like noisy, you know, industrial samples. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
I might want to try um, that. I've heard of the Mystic Circuits, Anna. Oh, it's fine. Yeah? It's fine. Try... I don't know, like, it's... I mean, like, I get what it does. Like, I, know, I mean, like, I'm pretty familiar with, like, Logic Circuits and stuff, but it's, like... It's still, like, I just kind of patch stuff in, and it's like, all right, this sounds really cool. Like, right. I have no idea what's coming out of it, but um, usually what I'll do is I'll take the the outputs and run them into the basic mullet next to it, or two modules over from it. It's like a, a buffered mult, but it also has a CV mixer built into it, so all those mults, those four channels, will mix into seven different um, variations of those four inputs. So if you run like a gate into the from the PAMs into the I would do the bottom input on the Anna. Cause it says it attenuverts it. Uh, yeah, it's sorry, it's at the top, but it's the one that's the second it's below that one. Yeah. Because then it'll actually uh make it bipolar. And then run a maybe like another modulation from the the twin waves from the first output. Yep. Into the um, other input on the anode. Yeah. And then just make sure if you hit the button at the top where it says uh, it says one or two on the on the twin waves. It's all the way at the top where the blue light is. Yeah. And go to I think it's unlit. Yeah. And then hit LFO below that next button down. It'll turn the LFO on on that. And then you can you can actually change the LFOs by if you click the, the button next to the screen, the big black knob next to the screen, if you push it down and then turn the knob, it'll change the waveform. You don't have to keep it pushed down, you just gotta click it down. If you plug an output, one of the outputs of the Anna into the um, into the uh, basic mullet, you can see like the light will change from red to green. That shows your different uh, positive and negative voltages. Yeah, there's like a minimum, maximum magnitude, a VCA output, a step voltage, which is the bottom left, and a step, uh, I'm sorry, a random step voltage, and then like a three-step voltage, where it just takes like three levels of the, of the voltage and spits them out. And if you turn those two purple knobs, it'll change like the, yeah, how much of it, it'll attenuate them. That's CV. So then you can route that to wherever. That's what I say. It just it helps you see what the voltage is doing. Yeah, it's it's so it's it's like one to two uh, outputs. But since you only have one thing plugged in, you can plug it into anywhere next to it. Yeah. But then the ones with the lights next to them are the actual like mixed outputs. That made it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure what I'm doing, but uh, it sounds cool. It's really cool when you feed it like a bunch of gates and stuff, because then it like it'll take the. I mean, it's like any logic module or anything like that. But like the more you turn the knobs, it'll change up the beat because it's changing the value of like what the comparator is spitting out.
I believe the green light is negative voltage. And what do you have that run into now? Uh, that is going into the bend oh, okay. of the data crumper. Nice. Data bender. I keep calling it data crumper. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you hit the mode button, it's the it's the top right white button with the blue light. Yeah, it'll go to like a pitch shifting mode. And so then if you look at the button above the bend knob where it's green now, and it'll actually it's uh, it'll do like pitch shifting. But then, like the other one, it's like a like a. I don't. It's it's still like pitch shifting, but it's more like a tape stop type effect. Like it'll reverse it and everything. And if you want to go back to the the CD corrupted mode, you just hit the button until it turns blue again at the top. But yeah, it gives you a couple options to mess with the data vendor. I'll get another output from that m the mullet to mm -hmm. modulate the speed of the morphogene. Oh, do it. Oh, so you're messing with the uh, the vera pitch of the morphogene now. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Might try and change the sample again. Yep, do it. So it's uh, it's splice and then record. Yeah, you just hold down. Yep, there you go. Quite a few reels on here. That one I think of a saw like that, like that pink, or yeah, that Second. means it's the empty one, yeah. Sounds cool. 
messing with stuff on the data bender. Yeah, crank so the, top, to the time. Yeah, that's the repeats the, a little bit. The time is uh, how often the the clock triggers the effect, and then the repeats are how big of a slice of that audio is being affected. So the lower you go, it'll be a longer cut. That's getting kind of like a grain size, I guess, of the effect. Oh, yeah. I see, I see. So right now it's just tiny little like bits being played really fast and if you turn down that the the middle knob yeah it'll be longer yeah it'll be bigger chunks i'll get fed through it uh, i, I, I might modulate that things. actually now yep, you totally can yeah they went for broke on this module i like it Yeah, so the faster you go, it's just going to constantly trigger that effect. I think I might modulate the time with the CV, because there's a CV out from the morphogene that's like yes. kind of like an envelope following. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. I might use that to modulate the time. Sure can. On the day. It also takes uh, external clocks, too, but I kind of like just modulating the internal one like that. Yeah, I like using the um, the CV generator and the morphogene. Oh, <laughs> All right. Interesting. You ever like go back and like go through your audio of your episodes and take some of the stuff you've done and like actually use it for music or uh occasionally or if like i really like a patch i will you know i'll finish the episode but then i'll record like a little like, i just mess with what you like a small with. performance or something of mm -hmm. it yeah i've definitely done that yeah i keep going back and it's like i could use a lot of this right I, well i imagine if i had a morphogen i would definitely like, <laughs> i would definitely reuse a lot just of, recapture like, what you did into yeah. the morphogen and then mess with the morphogen and yeah. that's what i like too is that you can just like run your whole patch into your morphogen record it and then play with it in there as well right and then you can unpatch it it's like you've almost got that patch still going yep in yep. the morphogen but then you can cut it up and do weird stuff with it exactly yeah i'm really digging this like weird I don't even know what to, de to describe it as. Kind of like a sci-fi texture, but not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little goofy sometimes, but I, it's very, yeah. I'm just having fun playing with the data bender, honestly. It's a good like intro to a track or something, or yeah. just like in the background, like maybe add like a crazy beat to it. And... I see you have it on like the pitch shift mode on the yeah. data bender. Let me try picking that off. Yeah, I think I like it without the pitch shifting. It's a little, yeah, a little less silly sounding at, at times, <laughs> <laughs> less cartoon uh, sounds.
Have you messed with the Amator uh, firmware yet? No, is that just the delay? It's their multi-tap delay. Multi-tap yeah. delay, right. Yeah, let's, uh, I'll run. You can actually run a cable from that black uh, um, stackable. Oh, right here. Patch cable into that and then do it into like one of the other, um, into one of the other channels like uh, auxiliary send. I believe I have the blend all the way up on it, so we just mix it into the mixer. I might turn the... Oh, hello. <laughs> I might turn everything down, so... So the bottom switch does, it'll basically take the delay tails and it'll either fade down this top, or the, was that, all the way to the left? The middle is, it's just a constant level. And then the, the right one is, it'll fade in. The delay tails will fade in. Angle is more for uh, stereo. It, it messes with the um, with the taps, and then it's just like where they hit on the stereo field. Uh, blend is like where they fall in the in the beat, I think. And I think shape is like it's like a modulation side, so it either has a noise or like a triangle shape, and it, it affects the. T it gives you that like tape warble effect. Yeah, I've got the LFO cranked right oh, now. Yeah, unless you crank it and then it just does really weird stuff, yeah. Let me turn down our um, dry signal so we just get like the play signal. The yellow, the yellow cable should be going into the inventory from the from that black stack to the input. Right. Oh. <laughs> Two of the Sir Mix a lot, yeah. There we go. There you go. Now let's just listen. Yeah, I was wondering why I was feeding back. I was like, yeah, hey, uh, it's like I, I accidentally created a feedback path there. <laughs> I plugged into the wrong mixer. The troubles of not patching on your own system. <laughs> yeah. It is a little confusing, but it is a lot of fun. But yeah, that's the inventory versio. That's that's more what I expected to hear. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, 
think I've had enough fun. I think it's time <laughs> for us to record Tom's episode where he patches on my system. So, of course, go check out Patch Podcast. Thanks, sir. Uh, and, you know, thanks to the patrons. And come back next week for more patching, as always. And Tom, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Yeah.